Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is for you. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Drive Time Thrive Time with me, Erin Breeze. We are out on the road of life after divorce. I'm really happy that you are connected here with me. And it's a Tuesday, it's a Tuesday morning, and it's super, we call it May Gray here in the LA area. Then we have June Gloom. What else? We've got a few months where we come up with fun names to <laughs> because of all the, the sort of the misty gray white um, marine layer that we get. So it's looking, it's not so sunny, not so bright, but I'm feeling bright anyway and so happy to be connecting with you. <sighs> so let's first just like take some deep breaths, man. Like, oh, Tuesday, I wanted to connect with you yesterday and Monday was just a day. just a day of interruption so I didn't get to uh, come to you and it just you know if your week is off to the same kind of start with lots of just a little bit more angst and feist and interruptions I hope that you use that to create even more space for connecting just to your breath sometimes we here on our car cast take a little time to just breathe and you know if you're If you're in traffic, if it's flowing, you can kind of use that as inspiration to just reconnect to the flow of your breath. And if you're stuck in traffic, then also use that to remind you to just, you're stuck anyway. You don't have to feel stuck. You can use it as an opportunity to just stop, right? If the traffic is stopping, will you allow yourself to stop and just take some deep breaths because we gotta do it we really we need to make sure that we're coming back just coming back and hopefully you're on my email list and you get my take two emails on Sundays but we we don't need to wait till Sunday to take two we can do it every day and and really throughout the day the more that we can bring ourselves back and really replace our like place our attention with um, on ourselves then we can reconnect to whatever we're doing with greater intention and with more flow and more ease. And today I want to talk about, I want to talk about creating more flow and ease around whatever it is that we're feeling. Um, as I just shared our, my Monday, there was lots of big feelings, big feelings with the kids and just interruptions and some just like things that can feel kind of like irritants, right? Also good stuff too, but just a lot, a lot of, um, it was a really packed day. Uh, and being on the go and lots of driving and between school and soccer and other soccer. (laughs) Oh, it was a full day. Um, And I've been thinking a lot about feelings and today is the first, what we're gonna do is the first of a four, four day work days the rest of this week. So we're gonna do one one quadrant um, each day. And so one of the things that, a tool that we use inside Happy Home is a quadrant to really explore mind, body, emotion, and spirit. And I want to talk a lot, a little bit about that in general today, and then specifically the emotion quadrant, because really what this is about is about being whole. It's about being balanced, right? And that this is a personal journey to wholeness. And one of the things that one of the reasons I, I do see divorce as this, what I call divine disruption, is that in my experience, in my own life, and in witnessing 
so many of your lives and having the honor of being able to support the clients inside Happy Home and then talk with so many of you in the community is that just the divorce disruption allows us to often see surface um, imbalances, imbalances in the relationship and the beauty about uh, our relationships, especially our primary relationship and primary friendships, um, our closest relationships that we've created. Um, and by that, I mean the ones that we've chosen ourselves, not born into, um, our, our born into relationships obviously show us opportunities for growth and help us understand ourselves for sure. But in a very different way, in my view, the people that we choose and bring in through relationship and friendship really offer us mirrors to aspects of ourselves. And so if we, if we allow that perspective, then whatever was going on with our former partner shows us an imbalance within ourselves that we want to look at and, and explore and create some, some space and a whole lot of self-love and compassion. It's never about judgment, but it's about deeper understanding because the more conscious we are, of where we were imbalanced or where we were seeking to have something, often those imbalances, the way that we can see them is that they are, they're the source, the source within us that leads us to seek something from outside of ourselves, right? So that could be love, status, validation, approval, appreciation, all kinds of things that when we are imbalanced, meaning we aren't, we aren't allowing ourselves to experience the fullness of our wholeness internally, then we find ourselves really needing and seeking it outside, right? So what I like about the quadrant is that we can use it to better understand where we want to go next in terms of our own growth and healing, but also just as a way to sort of scan and see, well, where am I right now? And where am I, where do I, where do I feel balanced or not balanced? Um, it can help us a lot to think about our, our wholeness. And often, again, it's not that we've done something wrong. It's, it's, and that people who don't face divorce are balanced and whole. They have their own disruptions bringing them awareness, right? So it can be in our relationship to work. It can be in our relationship, certainly to health, right? So no one is, um, sort of without opportunities to have disruptions, right? So it's not as if we divorced people like aren't getting it, aren't doing it, aren't as successful in some way that non-divorced people are. And I, I stress that because in our culture, we have so much judgment about divorce and we're so free to congratulate and applaud those who are married. And we want to really look at that, okay? Because we, there's so many historical... Um, reasons why we we revere marriage that we are really pretty um a lot of them pretty awful because they have to do with control and specifically control of women and women's bodies and 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 just a lot of control in our lives um so we want to really look at and be conscious of huh what are the things i'm buying into that i'm saying that i want or i should have um, and is this really <laughs> like my, my values? Is this really 
here to serve me? Is this really um, truly the path to fulfillment, the path to um, just full thriving and expression and power? Because there's a whole lot of ways that marriage historically disempowered. And so we don't want to applaud things because that's the way we were taught. Okay, We want to applaud things that we genuinely like have investigated and determined our, our value to our values, right? So I have nothing against marriage. I just want you to be conscious about it. And, and certainly if you're in a place where you're feeling the reason I'm talking about it here is that because there's so much, there's so much blind celebration of marriage without consciousness that we want to be really cautious about that. Um, and really, in all ways, we, this is an opportunity to be this, the, the awakening that comes with divorce allows us to be really awake to all kinds of things that are just old programs that we have bought into as because of cultural, religious, social, um, just norms. And the beauty of being awake at this moment in time is that we get to rewrite any of that that we realize actually doesn't match where we are. And that can be status connected to couplehood in general. That can be related to careers, wealth, all kinds of things that beauty, um, youth, all kinds of things that we realize like, oh, I've been participating in, um, in things that are really like at the source, very either discriminatory, very sexist, very racist, very all kinds of things, right? So the beauty in being, being on this path of awakening is that we get to look at all of them and then free ourselves from self-criticism and judgment. Um, and I know that's not always easy, especially, you know, when we feel that there's so much judgment around something in our lives from other people, but that's, that's how we shift things, right? Is we have to be brave and go, you know what? Like, it's not about what other people think. It really isn't. And, um, and one day they'll awaken, but if they're in a place of judgment toward you anyway, that's, that's on them and they've got their own consciousness work to do. So that, so the quadrant again, if you imagine like a little, uh, you know, a square divided into four even squares, I like to look at it that like draw it out and then Emotion and spirit, remember, are the feminine energy and mind and body are the masculine energy. And we're not going to get really deep into that so much um, right now. But it is really powerful to look at and understand how feminine and masculine energies work for you and what you work with and how you use them. Because we want to strive toward, if we want wholeness, we want to understand it and be able to work with all of our, all of these dimensions and be balanced in our feminine and our masculine. And then we get to, as we learn how to do that, we get to move from one to the other based on what we need and also based on who we're interacting with and how we want to match with that person or partner, right? So, but today I wanted to talk mostly about the emotion piece because I did have a day yesterday that was so just full of like a roller coaster of emotions, my own, my kids. And so I, it was just really on my mind. And one of the things, um, 
One of the books that I've been working with a lot is called Letting Go, David Hawkins. Amazing work on consciousness. And if you aren't, like, a, anyway, I highly recommend, you, you can't really go wrong. He has so many, there's so many books. Um, this one in particular, Letting Go, is something that I've been working with and in working with clients on, which is really a, a matter of, of adding a practice to our lives so that we are, we are releasing emotions because really when it comes down to it, when you're creating everything in, in life, we are creating, right? And you probably have thought about that or from things that I've, if you're certainly, if you're listening here, we've talked about that, right? And so the energy of creation comes from what we're feeling, not what we're thinking. And this is where sometimes we can get ourselves into trouble because we're saying positive affirmations and we're saying really, you know, we feel like we're staying clear on our goal and we're confident in it and we're working really hard at it and we're staying inspired the best we can and then we're not getting the results, right? Because somewhere in us, the feelings are working almost against what we're trying to do. And that feeling could be self-doubt or fear, right? Anxiety. So if we're like feeling that, we can't really talk ourselves out of that. It's just not how feelings work. So we can absolutely, we want to have mindset tools and, and work with thoughts and beliefs and so that we can be aligned in how we're thinking, but we can't think our way through things, right? We have to, it really is a feeling journey. It's a beingness. Um, and so if the, if we're not embodying the feelings that match with what we want, for example, so if we're not, if we are striving for something and when we get it, we know we'll be so joyful and we'll feel free and we'll feel at peace, right? The way to get there is to feel joyful and at peace right, and free all the way there. And that can feel really hard. Like, well, how can I do that ahead of time? I need the thing, the stage, the accomplishment, the whatever to get to that. That's what I want to get there. So I want the thing. I'm going to work hard to go get it. Right. But if we're efforting in a way that isn't feeling free, if it's riddled with self-doubt or worry, what if I don't get there? What if I don't get there in time? Right. Then you can see where we're at a mismatch for the thing that we're wanting actually to experience. And so we're, we're, we're creating resistance to it. We're like blocking it. And so, but then sometimes that can feel challenging. Well, how do I, there are big things I'm going for and how can I be rid of worry or rid of anxiety and rid of fear. And, and then we sometimes get frustrated with ourselves when those things pop up. Right. So we kind of were like, I'm working really hard to be confident. And then a fear pops in. And now not only am I fearful, but I'm really pissed off at myself for feeling the fear that I don't want to feel. Cause I want to just feel the freedom and the joy and the peace, peace. I want to feel peace. Right. <laughs> so you can see where it's, it's tricky, this being the human. And so what I love about letting go is really a, it's like really getting, first we got to get clear. Well, what am I even feeling? If you're one of my clients, go get the feeling sheet. We've got like lists in your, in your modules. There's like, cause it can be really helpful. I'm telling you, I promise you, if you've got a lot of feelings happening, you need a sheet so that you can identify them because like a list by sheet, I mean like a feelings list and you can Google feelings list and you'll find all kinds of wonderful lists that are posted online. Um, 
but, but what, what, what I always find remarkable, even for myself too. I mean, I do all the things that I share with you in my own life is that often I'm, I'm kind of flooded. I have so many feelings. I'm not quite sure. And when I look at the list, it just gives me that it's helpful to be able to label them and go, Oh yeah. And often you'll notice, like if you took the sheet and you wanted to circle anything you're feeling, you'll notice several things, sometimes even things that seem contradictory, right? Because we're complex and we can have what seem like paradoxical feelings at the same time because we are so complex. So part of what we're doing in getting clear about our emotions is like we want to, first we got to give ourselves permission to just name what, what we're feeling. Because if we don't, we are repressing or suppressing. And, and one of the things I love about this book too, it talks about some of the ways that we avoid our feelings, right? Repression, suppression, escaping them, avoiding and escaping them, right? Which is where addiction or TV or shopping or work or all kinds of ways that we will avoid and through escape, right? So, but the, they're still running. It's almost like this, this, the, um, they're still like, I was trying to think of like a computer metaphor. There's still, it's still the system, right? So the, you still have that system running, that operating system running, even if you have a million, you might have a bunch of open, like me, <laughs> you might have a whole lot of, God, what do you call it? Apparently I need more of my mud water this morning. I can't think of the words I'm thinking of, but like I have tabs. I have a million open tabs, right? So I can be looking at all kinds of other tabs, but I still have an operating system that's running in the background, right? So sometimes we choose where we want to place our attention, which thoughts we want to tell ourselves we're thinking, right? And which emotions we're really hoping we can tie to those positive thoughts. Yet if if we're not allowing ourselves to really surface, we are all how we all have unconscious thoughts and feelings. So we, the job in the beginning is to give ourselves full permission to feel what we're feeling. But then we have to learn how to release the feelings because we could stay in a stew of anxiety or worry or fear all day long, right? And we could try to evaluate it and figure out where they came from and why do I feel this way and what part of my family history, whatever. We can spend all day long. And yes, there's value and deeper understanding of ourselves and like the source of certain patterns, but we want to be really careful because at the end of the day, we just need to release it. We don't need to, we actually don't need to keep investigating sometimes. Okay. So what I really love about letting go again is when it comes to our feelings is adding to our practice. So this is a beautiful thing that you can do if you're using your pad, um, daily journaling practice. And again, if you're new here, there is a whole car cast on pad and even pad and lock. Um, but when you're, so P stands for process, which is just getting out kind of in the morning. Cause I recommend you do it in the morning, but again, do it throughout the day. Whenever you have 10 minutes, even you can come back to it. You can also use it anytime you notice that you're out of alignment, you're frustrated, you have some of the feelings that you would kind of put in the category of not pleasant. Um, you can use it to help you see like what just happened, right? So process like where did this come from and what just happened to help you get back to the present and get out of that um, sort of deluge of feelings. Um, but the P is so P is process and it's really about just no censoring, just observing, well, what, what, what's here for me? What are the thoughts and feelings that are here for me? Right. But a beautiful practice to add before you get to the A's in your pad journal is take a, take some time to just sit with and feel those feelings. Just feel them, be with them, 
because part of learning to release them, to surrender to them is we, we just have to allow them to move through us. And often we quickly want to kind of talk ourselves out of them or talk ourselves into something else, right? That feels better. But if we're doing that, then we are participating in our own kind of repression, suppression of the feeling. And it's just going to hang out with us in the background, right? Um, so we want to add tools. We want to add practices for ourselves to clear our own emotions, clear our feelings so that the, the things that bubble up and part of what's help, helpful too about doing this in the morning is that that gives us a lot of clues of what our subconscious, those unconscious beliefs or feelings are. Because when you wake up with like oh, pit in my stomach, right? Well, what was I dreaming about? What was I thinking about? Right? Our subconscious is active and generating thoughts and feelings. And so that can also help you to see some of the things that have been repressed because they, they're still there, even if they're not, we're not looking at them, you know, through the windshield all day long. Like they're still with us. We just maybe put them in the trunk of the car. Right. And we're like hoping to just not pay attention to them, but we're still driving around with it. Right. It is, it's still there. So with this emotion, Hold on, I'm merging. Why aren't you letting me over, LA drivers? Here we go. Ready? Here we go. We're doing it. We're getting on the 90. Um, so where I started with emotion because it's just huge. Well, all four of these, of course, are huge. But but with the divorce journey in particular, like there's lots of feelings, and we don't want to censor our feelings. We also don't want to um just ruminate on why we're having our feelings. We want to allow them to move through us. Okay. And that way we can not block, not hide from them, not, you know, suppress or repress them. And we want to be able to do this so that then we can more quickly get to the feelings that match the state of what we want. So that's where we started with today's chat is about like, okay, I want I have a goal. I have a vision. I want to get there. I hear Aaron talk about creating a life you love. I want to do that, <laughs> but I don't feel that way right now. So how do I get to the feelings that match where I want to be? Right. And the answer is we have to move through the feelings that are right now. We just, we want to move through them and we do want to make it a, a want to and a, and a get to not a have to because, um, otherwise we're resisting we're either censoring or limiting or resisting some part of our experience. And remember, all of this is here for us. It really is here for us. And coming back to the theme of balance and wholeness, which we're going to talk about again the next few days, we're going to take one at a time. So today we've been talking about emotion. Um, and then we'll move to, to spirit and mind and body. But we want to, like, we're striving for wholeness within ourselves. And the beauty in the divorce journey is that it shows us really clearly if we're willing to look and allow ourselves to to see it this way our partner our former partner shows us areas where we were striving to experience achieve gain something outside of ourselves that we're ready to provide for ourselves provide for ourselves and this is really really powerful work this is power reclamation when we go oh wow, I was willing to give up aspects of myself or um, 
hide aspects of myself or not express aspects of myself in exchange for this thing that I wanted from somebody else, affection, appreciation, or it could just be, you know, a desire to be in a relationship, a desire to have kids. So I, you know, made that my priority inside the relationship at the expense of maybe, maybe I knew that to be in that relationship, I wasn't going to be able to be all of me, right? Or I was going to have to accommodate and bend in ways that, that really shouldn't be sustainable. Like divorce is here to help us interrupt big patterns <laughs> that are not sustainable. And so it's a good thing. It's something to celebrate. And that's, you know, I'm on this mission to help us get to a place where we, re we really are celebrating divorce, not in a flippant way or like a callous way, but in a way of saying, you know what, like human relationships are complex. There's many dimensions, many layers to the human experience. This notion that in your 20s, 30s, you're going to meet somebody and be able to predict that you both are going to grow in consciousness and in, a, in further awakening together your whole life. Like it's kind of old school. All right. <laughs> so we're going to give ourselves permission to write the script for ourselves. And if that includes divorce, so be it. Because that's on our path then here for us, bringing us opportunity to be more of ourselves. Um, all right. We are off the 90. I'm going to be parking here soon. Thank you. I know this was a lot to be thinking about today. Keep breathing. Keep noticing where you are, what you're feeling. Go Google feelings sheet and you'll find like all kinds of feelings PDFs and you can sit with your own list and circle it and see, well, what am I feeling and you know, where did that feeling come from? If you want, or just like, oh, I'm, I don't need that. I'm going to understand it to release it, right? Or not even understand it. I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to notice like, oh, this showed up and I'm going to let it go. Sometimes these feelings aren't even ours, right? Like, oh, this was my daughter's or, oh, this was my former partner's or this was my parents or who, what, this was the world's, right? And I don't need to, to hold on to it. I can let it go. All right. And as always, if you would like help with all of these things, life after divorce, I am here for you. Just go to the show notes and you can book a call with me and I would love to chat with you soon. And until next time, sending you so much love and so much sunshine. Bye.